Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Supercoach Edge. My name is Damon as I usher in my co-host Liam. And geez, what a great week it's been in footy, Liam. It feels like normal programming has resumed with the season officially kicking off, but probably more so likewise, just for me in, in particular, Liam, because uh, I've carried across my winning form over you from last season. Yeah, rip me. Two points. Two <laughs> points in the end. Just two. And you know what? At the end of the Adelaide Freo game, we were actually tied. We were tied. And then the dreaded scaling brought me undone. That two points. Have we, have we actually tracked down as to where those two points came from? No, not exactly. I reckon, I, and I'm not sure from that game, it must've been from Hinge because he's the only player I had in that game that ah. would have been the difference. But so, I mean, the points would have come across from Ridley and Chris was one of our differences. And I fielded yeah. Martin, you fielded Hayes and you had De Conning, I had Hinge. So it all kind of, it's everywhere, but mm, yeah. Hinge, well, Hinge is minus two really just screwed me over. Well, do we know that it was minus two? It could have been that he uh, he got added some points and the margin was actually, you know, short. Minus two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, as, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's stick with that. But as you said, Liam, um, once the results were finalised, yes. I'm going to say that you're, you're stiffer. You know, you know, the usual, they say, you know, flutter than a shit Carter's hat, that, that sort of thing. I'm yeah. going to coin a new phrase. So you were stiffer than me watching Sammy Walsh track up 40 plus two goals <laughs> and getting 150 plus super coach points, which is, which is an accomplishment in oh. itself because geez, I could, uh, I could bench press things with uh, my appendage. Uh, as you can tell, I'm, uh, I'm ready and rearing to watch him you come are. back. You are. <laughs> but uh, this episode, we'll be bringing back uh, some of your favorite segments, the yes. listeners out there, of course, including a new look, good, the bad and the ugly We'll recount the talking points, of course, of round one in the week that was, and we'll talk the top captaincy options for round two in I'm the Captain Now, and uh, we'll answer your top questions as well, just to round it out in Liam. It's my favorite segment. What's it called? I got to know. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, uh, it's an exciting episode ahead. But uh, first off, uh, just going to remind you all where you can follow us across all of our social channels, so don't forget. Uh, just to keep up yep. with the latest news and content as it drops. And you'll find us on YouTube. Um, if you search Supercoach Edge, and don't forget to like and subscribe. If people are tuning in for the first time, they're just like, what the hell is <laughs> yeah. this? But, sorry, it's just a running joke. It'll it'll, it'll peter out over time, don't worry. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yeah. um, on Twitter, you'll find us at, at Supercoach underscore Edge, Damon at, at DamonJ88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook and Instagram, you'll find us at Supercoach Edge. Yes, very nice. And also, uh, must mention uh, a massive, I was going to say big shout out, but let's say massive Massive. shout out to those that have pledged their support to our little hamster wheel operation here at Supercoach Edge (laughs) through our Patreon membership. And uh, these kind folk include the returning, I'm going to call him our number one ticket holder because he's been there from the start, the returning emperor. Uh, as uh, a lot of you listeners out and, and, and viewers on YouTube would know of him through Twitter. And he continues to support us from last season heading into this year. And uh, he's been a great support. So thank you individually, Thanks, kind sir. Uh, but then also a shout out to our new members in Peter Craven, Lyle Brown, Easy, as he's uh, just known, just like Sher or Eminem, just one name, Easy. Madonna. Uh, Blackie White. Yeah, or Madonna. Blackie White, uh, Brett Mollison and... Kyle Bullen. So uh, a huge thank you for your collective yes. support. It really does mean a lot to both of us um, because um, it comes with a few uh, blood, sweat and tears. Not so much blood, but uh, blood, sweat, tears and uh, a few dollars having to be forked out for a few uh, <laughs> subscriptions through uh, Podbean and the like. So thank you so much for your continued support. So, um, of course, you know, there aren't limited seats on the Supercoach Edge Patreon bus, as, uh, as it were. So if you'd like to pledge your support also and join the absolute legends that we just mentioned, then head to www.patreon.com forward slash Supercoach Edge. But Liam, mm. I think it's time we turn around, walk yes. 10 paces and get ready to draw our pistols as we jump into our first segment, the first returning segment for season 2022, and it is the good the bad and the ugly. Yes, in the good, the bad and the ugly, we run through a quick recap of how our respective teams performed and the plays that stood out for both good and bad reasons. Now, we've decided to change up this segment a little, as uh, Damon alluded to in the intro. Instead of running through our entire teams, we'll give you us an update on our scores and rankings and give you, I guess, one player that can, I guess, be awarded the good, the bad and the ugly uh, for one player for each um, seg, seg section, I guess. Um, and so the good player obviously is the highlight for the round. The bad player is a player that didn't meet expectations and someone whose score had us pulling out our hair for the ugly. So for any new listeners, whoever intros this segment came up with the loss in our weekly head to head. Yeah, sorry, Liam. I actually ruined that surprise in the, <laughs> in the intro. I just couldn't contain my excitement. No, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Now let's let's get stuck in because I want to make this quick one. <laughs> in round one, I actually managed, to, I feel like a pretty respectable score of 2,357 and it saw me finish up with a ranking of 7,714th overall. Pretty happy with the score. Pretty pretty uh, flat that it ended up with a loss in the head to head, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> flat as a uh, shit kind of sat, as I said earlier. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, also managed to grab three from three wins in leagues that it actually started this week, which is nice. And included a, a win over a good friend of the show, Supercoach Ooh. Mama. 
which, oh, was, wow. which was nice. I know. It's a good way Jeez, to start what a scalp. Take away the Raymond group. You know, it's like coming out against the reigning premier in the first round and just saying, yep, not going to not going to take this, going to going to start the season off well. So I, I feel like despite losing I had dead, I actually feel pretty, pretty, pretty happy. You've, you've almost, almost claimed the throne there off, uh, off the queen herself, super coach mama. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's signs of what to, what's to come. Until you get poisoned, like in uh, game of Thrones, anyone who takes a, takes the throne, it's cursed. Yeah. So, um, mm. do you want this, do you want the seat, Damon? No, you can warm it. You can warm it for now until the end of the year when I take the crown and everything. Until the last round? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. In the good column, I've got Maddie, the only way is up, Ralph, with a a massive score of 157. Top score for my side. A score I don't think I saw coming. I thought he'd score well, but not not quite the 157. Um, And if he continues with this... Uh, with scores like that, he will be the absolute bargain of the year, which we we love to call everyone the bargain of the year. But uh, Maddie Rowe will be the uh, the ultimate bargain of the year. Where's the faith, uh, Liam? Where's the faith, mate? He's a collective boy. Come on, he get is on our board. Collective boy, mascot. Only way is up. Literally, said. <laughs> he is. He's done well. Uh, He's done it well. Yep. In the bad column, I've got Jack Steele. Score was affected by his, I think, nine clangers, three frees against. But still managed to rack up 28 disposals, seven tackles. So the signs are there. I don't think there's panic stations, but, you know, underwhelmed, uh, mm. I think, is is the theme for a few primos this round. Uh, and in the ugly column, I've got my boy, Jordan Ridley. Score of 68 just doesn't cut the mustard. Not what I expect from my uh, primo defenders. But I'll, I'll give him a pass this week. And, uh, yeah, I can pass this week. But it was it was pretty ugly, mm. to be honest. Yeah, he can he can uh, he can sit outside the classroom and and have a think about what he's mm, done. Yeah, exactly. you're just disappointed. You're disappointed. You're like yeah, a teacher. Exactly. I'm not scholar. angry. I'm just mm, disappointed. Just disappointed. That's right. Exactly. That's, that's that's how we feel about all the primos after round one. It's not not banishing them or expelling them from your side. You know, it's just just mm. give him a stern talking to. Exactly. Onto my side, and uh, I managed a solid first up score of two thousand three hundred and fifty nine. So yes, again, Liam, just to reiterate, you are. Very, very stiff, unfortunately. It's very rare that you score as high as you did and, uh, you know, just come up short. So unfortunate there. But yeah, my score saw me uh, finish, I guess, ranked 7,436 overall uh, so far. Happy with the performance first up, winning the opening round in those league matches where head-to-head games kicked off. And of course, our all-important super coach, Edge, head-to-head. In terms of the, uh, the good... In the good column, my boy, nay, our boy, yes. Maddie, the only way is up, Rail takes the full honours. But, you know, we want to sort of mix it up. And, you know, because you already mentioned him, I'm going to go with another another guy, um, a, a debutant for my side and, and for yours, I think, as well, Liam. And it is, I like to call him, uh, is a bit of a reference here to <laughs> it uh, with, with our Georgie boy. Georgie. Meet Pennywise. <laughs> Do balloons float down there? Yes, Georgie, balloons float down there. And you float down. And then he's Georgie boy Hewitt. He is my good. Uh, oh, sorry, I just had to. That's one of my favorite lines from any horror film. It's it's so good. Uh, so I was quietly confident he would you know carry across some sort of form from the mm. preseason into the season proper. Yeah. But. To the tune of 131, I was not expecting that. So it was uh, very much a nice surprise. So I guess 
for both of our good uh, performances, yeah. we were pleasantly surprised. Moving on to the bad, and again, in the interest of not covering the same ground, apart from Steele, who did disappoint, of course, mm. Whitfield takes the mantle here for me. Started pretty slow. Uh, looked to then have uh, come home with a wet sail in the second half, but uh, then petered out to only score 73 in the end. So I guess, yes, the upside is the fact that he is owned by over half the competition, literally, uh, in 53%. So the impact of that low score is is um, is lessened uh, in that uh, that sense there. So not not too bad, but um, yes, I shake my head and, and and wave my finger at you, uh, Lockie. Not good enough, mate. But even more so, Jackie Crisp. Jesus, mate, you're a, you're a, you're just a major letdown here. I know. Like we've been saying, it's it's not uh, not panic stations, which it may sound like it is at the moment by the way that yeah. I'm addressing it. But yeah, he was uh, absolutely flying across the preseason, especially with the, the switch in roles, uh, virtually yeah. just switched roles with him and Pendles. And I thought he was going to pump out a score similar to uh, what Lipinski actually did. But nay, he returned a poultry dinner for two, as we like to call it, score of 69. Um, for those of you who have no idea what that means, ask your parents. No, don't, don't do that. Um, no. just, <laughs> um, just keep it under your hat. Don't ask your parents if you're underage, but anyway, uh, moving on quickly, um, yes, uh, so, <laughs> as, as we like to say, uh, with your, with your primos, uh, just back them in round one. I mean, these are the sort of scores that they could have scored, you know, round 12, round 14, round 18. They just happened to do it in round one. Yeah. So back them in, um, and hopefully they don't do it in round two. But how's it look in terms of uh, in terms of your head-to-head, Liam? Well, after one round, <laughs> you've had one win and I've had zero. Yeah, yes. uh, and there's a point differential of two. <laughs> Not much what? to report. <laughs> yeah, to borrow what, what was the uh, what was the the phrase coined by Donald Trump? Stop the count, stop the votes. Yeah, stop the votes. Stop the votes. That's literally what I'm saying right now because I'm a winner as it stands. <laughs> Stop the season. Blow the siren. Yeah, blow the siren, exactly. We will win this and we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. Anyway. But uh, Liam, let's move on to yes. the next segment and it is looking back at uh, the first round in the week that was. I don't care if Monday's black, Tuesday, Wednesday, hard to tell. Yes, in the week that was, we keep you up to date on the key talking points uh, of the round. Yes, and uh, on the positives, uh, we saw some big scores from popular rookie options. Nick Dacos uh, kicked it off with a nice score of 98. Uh, Jason Horn francis managed a nice solid 75. And Ross, as we like to call him, or Rochelle, Rachel, whatever you want to call yourself, mate, uh, he scored 118. He can he can call himself whatever yeah, he, he wants because that's... He likes. Really, really awesome score. Um, he's just carried his form across from the preseason. But another guy who just blew our socks off uh, in Nick Martin with 114. And, and you would have been hovering off your seat watching uh, I was. watching the game live, Liam. I was. I was. Every time the ball was going forward, I was like, just kick it to Nick Martin is the only thing that's <laughs> gone well for us today. It was oh. a one shining light. Uh, yeah, it was a bright light. I- Rising Star nomination, beautiful. Yes, Rising Star as well. Yeah, fresh off the press. Uh, very much deserved. And also, uh, running out, mature age, not so much a rookie in the sense of his, I guess, his mm. age, but uh, mature age recruit Jack Hayes did impress also, kicked uh, three goals and scored 127. But uh, yeah, lots of cash generation on the way, you'd probably say off the back of all of that. I mean, heading to the season, 
we're worried about um, the uh, you know mm. trekking through the Sahara, you know, as we're calling it of um, the Sahara Desert of rookie options. But at least there's some shining lights there, and at least shows that we're going to be making a bit of coin off the back of those guys. So uh, if you're one of the few coaches without the likes of those guys, Dacos, Horn, Francis, Rochelle, Martin, or Hayes, you just need to find a way to get them in. But yeah, I mean, we could probably, as we'll delve into shortly in terms of the game plan, probably hold off one more week yeah. in terms of just working out which guys to uh, to give the boot in favour of these guys. Yes, and now onto the negatives. Uh, some popular backline primos just failed to fly fire. Uh, you had Jack Crisp, Jordan Ridley, Lockie Whitfield, all very popular choices and all underwhelmed with their performance since the weekend. And the defensive rookie crisis also got worse with uh, young cats, the defender Sam DeConney suffering a concussion, mm. meaning he misses next week at a minimum. So yeah. fingers crossed it's just the one week um, and he'll be back at our sides generating some cash. Yeah, I must make mention as well, I did pull a, a bit of a late move and it was a bit of a bit of a shifty move and hopefully Ooh. it's an inspired move because it was after that uh, that game for Geelong where DeConning went down with the concussion and I thought, here we go, he's going to miss next week and as you would have seen, Liam, heading into the season when when it kicked off, I actually had two uh, non-playing players on my bench because I was like, you know what? Stuff it. In defense, I don't care if they're not playing. I don't want to have to downgrade anyone to ruin my structure. But then trying to sort of forward plan, I was like, unlimited trades at the moment. I'll downgrade Ward to yeah. um, the Delhi man, Saligo, as we like <laughs> to call him. As I like to call him. Sounds like a salami or some, sort of, some form of meat. Uh, brought in uh, Saligo off the back of Ward. And then use that money to upgrade O'Driscoll to uh, to Hinge. So at least now, uh, if DeConning, yes, he does miss this weekend, which in all likelihood he will, uh, at least now I've got someone that can uh, that can move into his spot. So pulled a bit of a shifty there. Um, figured I might as well do it. And it worked out as well with Ward um, not having a, a big one, which I expected he may have uh, off the back of me getting rid of him. But um Anyway, let's uh, let's have a chat about uh, a little bit more strategy, Liam, because that was part of my uh, early part of strategy. And uh, let's reiterate that it's not panic stations with those underperforming primos like you just no. mentioned there. Uh, you know, you pick them as primos, so give them a little bit of time to prove themselves. They'll come good. Yeah. So with that, Liam, let's delve into our next segment, the game plan. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Yes, in this next segment, in the game plan, we'll uh, chat a bit more about the strategies that you should be considering uh, this week. With uh, extra trades and those, you know, handy trade boosts comes the urge to become a bit more trade happy. Mm -hmm. uh, but be careful trading out any underperforming primos, especially after round one, um, is is just not worth it. You know, one poor score, it's not a trend. It's yep. just a one set in the one one data set. That's yep, exactly. Uh, so remember why you picked them. Still, for instance, was hampered by his freeze against and his clangers. The signs are still there for his scoring which is underpinned by his high floor and seven tackles in the game. Similarly, Ridley was uh, affected by a, a poor Dots midfield, to, <laughs> to put it lightly, um, yep. injuries to key players, uh, which, you know, made him have to play a bit more accountable. Um, so obviously Laverde went down with an injury, came back on, but was sort of just not right. Um, so I think Ridley played a bit more of an accountable role and also um, just sort of being at the game, I was watching him look like he was suffering from a bit of cramp. Um, in the last quarter um, and ended up playing a bit in the forward line um, just to, I guess, try try something a bit different. Um, but it won't be happening week to week. So I don't think there's any cause of concern there. Yeah, and, and likewise, Liam, that, um, you know, if you were going to have a poor game 
it's probably yeah. best that you do it in round one because with the three game rolling average that gets lost um, from, yeah. you know, into the second rotation. So, you know, I guess that's sort of the silver lining. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't happen again in the second or third week, which is where they get the real impact of the carryover from that poor score heading into the rolling average over the three three weeks. So um, that's something to keep in mind. So it's not not uh, not danger signs just yet. And likewise, if you miss the rookie and need to make a corrective trade, then uh, it's probably best to hold off unless you've got a long-term injury, which I don't think there's any coming out of the weekend apart from that short-termer, hopefully, with uh, with the conning. Yeah. You should try holding your trades this round. You know, rookies won't change in price until round three. And by moving a poor performer to someone who scored well, you know, you're going to be taking a risk. So that player, you know, like Nick Martin or Jack Hayes, for example, could be injured, uh, suspended, dropped, um, as likely as it is, and you've burnt a trade without getting anything in return. So hold fire at the moment and uh, just wait for those, you know, those real juicy cash cows to play their second game um, because yeah. you'd hate to trade them in. And then, you know, one of those things that I just mentioned happens. Yeah. So if you did miss one or two of those sort of must have rookies, the Martin, the Hayes, I mean, if you started without Dacos or Jason Horn Francis, I mean, you probably shouldn't be playing super coach, but uh, it's also worth waiting until next round just to truly work out which players are worth trading out as corrections off the back of, you know, two, two weeks of exposed form compared to just the one week. Um, Josh Ward, as an example, scored poorly in, in round one, but could rebound with a solid score in round two. I mean, what did he score in the preseason game? 130, yeah. something, something massive. And I think in the, in the, you know, artificial game, he didn't score too well. So, I mean, yeah. It sort of swings and roundabouts. I think that's what, have to, that's what you have to expect with rookies anyway. But I think just remember the golden rule. Each trade equates to roughly, you know, 100 to 150K. So while I'm all for corrective trades, don't get me wrong, I think you just need to wait till players are actually on the bubble. Um, and we'll cover those those players that you should be targeting with corrective trades in, in you know, the next episode and the episode after. Um, but definitely wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be trading out yet unless there was an injury or suspension that we... You know, I mean, suspensions are not going to be an issue. But uh, if there's any injuries that sort of come up in the next couple of days, but I'd, I'd be surprised if anything happened. Yeah, and, and just quickly mentioning, just rounding out, the, the fact that now we've got the trade boost means that you don't really have to be as harsh with, you know, making decisions on cutting players yeah. and stuff round one, round two. Uh, whereas previously, you know, I know we only got the, the two trades and you've kind of got a forward plan, you know, if there's other guys that you want to sort of fit into the trades across the first two weeks before price rises, at least now you can hold fire and come next week if you find that, yeah, I could need, you know, I actually need a third trade to, you know, bring in another rookie who puts their hand up that's a must-have. At least now you've got the two trades and the trade yeah. boost and probably that's the time to use it, um, which we'll delve into a bit next week as well. But um, yeah, that's sort of something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, definitely. But now, Liam, it's time for, uh, I'm going to call it your favourite, your favourite really? segment. Why is it my favourite? I don't I know. Do because, I do love a captain. Yeah, yeah you, you, you do love the uh, the captain option is because <laughs> you love taking the uh, taking the wheel and... Uh, <laughs> And just, just I, I like the way that you say it, Liam. So give, give me your best rendition of, of uh, what this what this segment is called. A lot of people know what, what it probably is. I'm the captain now. <laughs> that wasn't my best, but... Uh, it, it wasn't. It was, it was, bit, it was, it was kind of... Rusty. It was a bit rusty. Yeah. yeah it, oh, just, just after that, that strong, that strong preseason form that you showed, you're kind of a bit, uh, bit like a, a Jack Crisp, maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, you I return to form it. next week. Yeah, that's... <laughs> stick don't, by don't, you, don't trade me out. Don't trade me out after one round. <laughs> Got to stick by you. We'll stick by you. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
I'm the captain now. <laughs> That's better. That's better. <laughs> anyway, in I'm the captain now, we've scrounged through the data and found the best options for your VC and C this weekend. We've got a few sort of mainstays of the, the captaincy and vice captaincy options. And we've even plucked out a couple of uh, honorable mentions, mm. some that might be a little bit more left field. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, we've just kind of condensed it down a bit. Uh, it's a bit different compared to previous yeah. years where we've gone through and tried to find, you know, a handful of people. At least now we've, we've tried to make it a little bit easier for you, uh, for your, mm. for, for your, you know, listening pleasure, I guess, not having to <laughs> listen to us talk about a multitude of different options. At least now we've narrowed it down to make it easier for you guys. Definitely. Damon, do you want to kick off? Uh, yes, well, it uh, probably goes as no surprise uh, who sort of, this is sort of in, in no real order, but uh, he tops the list because he's first first to mind, and it is Jack McRae uh, faces my mob in Carlton on Thursday at 7.20, and he's averaged 122.75 over his last four against the Blues mm. with scores of 106, 138, 97, and 150. And, you know, he's always a, a solid VC, you know, or, or captaincy option. Plays on Thursday night. First up, he's just it speaks for itself. He's he's very much the perfect VC option. As we know, last year he, um, I think he ended up winning the most consecutive. Um, I think Emper ended up doing um, a little bit of a, a, a competition unofficially on Twitter, uh, and it was between Lions and uh, McRae as to who was going to get the most consecutive hundred scores uh, across the year. And I think McRae ended up coming up Trump. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's one guy that you can hang your hat on to score a really solid score. So first up, hang your hat on him for the uh, for the VC. Yep. And now moving on to the next option, Essendon. The Essendon versus Brisbane game um, on the Saturday sort of twilight game. It's Lockie Neal. He's averaged, and I've seen this so many times, averaged 137.5 over his last four against the Dons um, with scores of 157, 157 twice, uh, 140, and a 96, and it should just be noted that the 96 comes from his days at Frio. So, it's, you know, it's a completely yeah. different team. So, I, thought, I thought you might have uh, you might have started there with the 157. Yeah, no, I thought but so no, too. Literally twice. Jeez. Yeah, literally twice. Um, back to back as well. Uh, oh. Very decent option for either the VC or C. I mean, I'd probably be leaning towards the C with Jack McRae, but I'm sure he will be going big. He just absolutely froths playing the uh, playing the Dons. Bunnies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, accurate. <laughs> it sounds like you've suppressed some memories there. Just a mm, yeah. <laughs> Never tag. Just you know why 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 make a why player tag? accountable? Seriously. Why? Yeah. Who was the player that was that was tagging at the Don? Sorry, just as an aside, was it Guelphy or was, there was another player that was tagging back in the day? It was Clark. They did Clark. Uh, yeah. Ruined Crips was that? That was uh, for two years. Right. Crips was done after he got. The treatment from our old That's mate Clark, who's now no longer on an AFL list, but again, we digress. It. Yep. <laughs> but uh, moving on to another solid option in Tuk Tuk Miller, the running man. Uh, he faces the reigning premiers in Melbourne on Saturday at 8 p.m. Jeez, late game. Uh, mm. He averaged 114.25 over his last four against the D's with scores of 142, 142, again, stuttered, uh, 65 and 108. And his most uh, recent scores, so there's, there's two most recent scores, are probably more reflective of his scoring potential with those uh, scores prior to that during a time when he was played more as a traditional tagger or you know, hanger-offer. And, uh, you know, he's in ripping form 
with a score of 137, as he showed on the weekend, and he's as reliable as they come. You know, he's a very good option for the C or the VC if you uh, if you opt to uh, to use that on talk. Yeah, definitely. I quite like that option, actually. Mm. Um, now, in the same game, we've got Clayton Oliver. Um, he's averaged 147.5. It's <laughs> insane numbers over his last four against the Suns with scores of 166, 106, 175, and 143. I mean, just needless to say, he's another solid option for the captain. Mm. Um, his score on the weekend was very much affected by his freeze against. Um, I think he had like seven freeze against. So yeah. absolutely massacred his score. Um, so hopefully, you know, he cleans up his game a little bit. Doesn't, I don't know. I don't even know what he was doing. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what are you what doing, freeze... man? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what his freeze against was. <laughs> seven freeze against. I can't believe that. That's what I mean. Like, were they, I mean, I didn't, I can't remember the game well enough to know what, they were for whether it's at like tackling issues or was it you know holding the ball or whatever but giving the umpire some lip yeah <laughs> just honest, generally probably. just running past like <laughs> yeah you're shit and <laughs> blow the whistle dude free kick <laughs> nah i think you're shit beep 50 meters yeah good old car yeah hopefully he cleans it up but um mm. hopefully not too much because we yeah, both side. yeah we both opted for for tuk tuk ahead of uh oliver uh, for the first time in a, a, a few seasons uh, running now. So, yeah, but if you do have him, he is very much a solid option, as you can see there. Just hopefully yeah. he can rein in uh, his, his um, ill-disciplined play there. But um, his teammate in uh, Maxi Gorn, uh, obviously playing in the same game as well, he's averaged 137 over his last four against the Suns with scores of 138, 153, 109, and 148. Mm. Probably not as sold on him as, as I would be with Clary. Um, just due to that um, Luke Jackson, I guess, um, effect. Um, yeah. So he's, he comes as more of a risky option. Wits did manage to uh, give Nick Nat a bit of a bath on the weekend, which was quite impressive. And some recent scores have come against inexperienced Ruckman instead of against Wits. Uh, yeah, especially out nice, yeah. with that nice uh, ACL. The Suns, yeah. yeah, so um, I'd probably give him a miss. Mm. Uh, you're probably the same, I'd imagine, Liam. Yeah, I think there's better options. Um, yep. in other games or even in this game, but there's better options in Max Gordon at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to um to honourable mentions. And mm. there's there's one guy for myself who I've plucked out, and he's he's probably deserves to be in that uh that that top five, a handful of players there. Um, but uh, there's a reason why I have him as an honourable mention, which I'll get into shortly. But he makes the honourable mentions list. Uh, so he faces Richmond on Sunday at three twenty. He scored one sixteen on the weekend against the Swans. Um, you know, sort of nudging that uh, that captaincy um, frame, I guess. Mm. And uh, just against the Tigers, they are hands down his bunny team, I'd say. <laughs> so get this, he scored over his past three, 132, 148, and 195. Yeah, shit. Absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> that was my first reaction. Yeah, shit. Um <laughs> Of course, you know, his scores have decreased every time across mm. those three. But if Richard turn up with the same poor form against the Giants as they did mm. against my mob and Carlton, he will once again absolutely tear them to shreds and have a field day. So the reason I have him in that honorable mention category is just due to the fact that you'll have to play him as an outright captaincy option with the Giants playing in the mm-hmm. second last match of the round. So, um, you know, I it's guess you could probably say, yeah, off the back of that form line, historical form line against the t- against the Tigs, it's probably less of a, a risk as an outright captaincy option. But 
I think there's, you know, those guys that we mentioned in the top five there, um, they, you know, are, are people that you could probably hang your hat on a bit, a bit more um, yeah. in terms of VC options more so. Um, and then I guess captaincy options. But, you know, he makes the list there, honorable mentions. Um, and I don't have him in my side, but if I did, I'd uh, I'd be toing and froing as to whether or not I wanted to yeah. hold out uh, for that captaincy option if uh, if McRae with the VC doesn't come through the goods. Yeah, and he's so just quickly on Josh Kelly. He's only in eight percent of teams, so it'll be a real pod captaincy mm. option as well. That's true. Um, so that's where it, sort of the risk really lies for me. Mm, uh, risk reward type situation. Yeah, situations, big so. big big reward if he comes off, but big risk. Um, now moving on to my, I guess honorable mention is actually from your mob, Damon. Mm. Got Patrick Cripps, uh, obviously playing on Thursday night, so his VC option. Um, his average against the Bulldogs in recent years hasn't been great. Uh, only the 79 from his last four with scores of 72, 56, 110 and 78. But he did score in 100, 132, I think it was, on the weekend. Yep, sure um, looked to be back, looked to be back, kicked what, three goals. Um, yep. Obviously, it's going to be coming up against, a, a, I want to say, a stronger midfield. Um yep. But Bond, Bond, Bond might not play. Ooh, Bond might be playing a bit more forward. You never know. Yes. You never yeah, know. Yeah. That's that's if he gets up because he did yeah, have a bit of an ankle issue. Up. Um, it's a bold play, yeah. I think, if you go with Cripps, but not a bad one as the VC. It's high risk but high reward. But I think yeah. in that VC option, I don't mind playing that. Like if Kelly was yeah. a VC option, I'd 100% yeah. go for him because I think – sure. um, the risk is low because you can always back it up with a Neil or a – you know, Oliver. Um, yep. And I think that's where Cripps kind of lies. I think you can, you know, hopefully lock away a nice 130 point score on, on a Thursday night for your captaincy option. Be lovely. Spoken like a closet Carlton fan there, Liam. I'm impressed. Well done. I just have to give the people what I think. <laughs> nah, just pulling your leg. But uh, just with Cripper, so the risk side of things as well, because I, I did have a quick look at him. Um, just playing devil's advocate and fantasizing mm. if he was in my team. And unfortunately he isn't, but um, he's actually, his average against the dogs is the second worst Ooh, um, among all of his, uh, all the, all the teams. So obviously uh, against the, the, I think the giants, the, team. yeah, yes. All the giants are his worst and the average is 81.3 and against the dogs, 84.3. Um, and he's passed nine against yeah, the okay. dogs. So, Interesting. but I mean, you can't fault uh, recent form, Liam. Um, yeah, I think that's where it's on the weekend. From. You look good. You look real good. Yeah, real good. VC uh, option. Yep. VC. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> just, just, but just, don't. Just take the risk. You know, live a little bit dangerously, David. Oh, here we go. Austin <laughs> Powers. I also like to live dangerously. All right, yeah, it's spoke, spoken like a true a true super coacher without Crips in his team. Oh, yeah, because 100%. if he wasn't your team, you'd be like, oh, I, I don't know. Not don't do know. It. I'd be going from a play 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do have him, take yeah, the risk. Yeah, test it out. Test it. <laughs> yeah, test it out. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on to our selections, Damon. Who you got? Uh, so, yes, it's probably uh, been littered throughout in terms of uh, hints as to who, who it is. And, yeah, it's uh, no surprise, Jack McRae. Uh, his form speaks mm-hmm. for itself. Uh, most consecutive hundreds in a row, um, if I recall correctly, last season. Um, and I can see that continuing playing first up obviously helps as well. And I think, uh, you know, it's the what we call the chalk play. It's just the safest play. I think majority mm-hmm. of people would be doing it. And, 
you'll be left in the lurch if you don't do it, I think, because you'll be in the minority, obviously. And if you miss out on a huge score and, you know, the, the person that you go the C with doesn't come up trumps, then, yeah, unfortunately, you're going to be falling behind. So it's a safe play for me. And I'll be going with him first up as the VC. In terms of the C, I'm going to be that that person and sit on the fence. I've got a sore yeah. ass sitting on the fence. But I'll, I've generally been going back and forth between the running man, Took, yeah. and Neil. Uh, he's a genuine coin flip here. And, you know, obviously, Neil, like we mentioned, uh, favorable form over over the bunny side in your mob, Essendon. And he does have an easier matchup against the Diamonds. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Liam. No, sorry. Very true. But uh, compared to Took, who obviously faces the reigning premier. So it's a, it's a coin flip for me. But hopefully, McRae takes that decision out of my hands and actually comes through with the goods with a solid VC score that I can take. What about yourself? Yes, uh, for me, I just think, as you said, nailed it. Can't go past Jack McRae, but I'm 100% going for Lockie Neal. Um, yep. I just think I, I'm actually not going to be, I, I'm not going to the game. I've got some things on, so I won't be watching. So I won't be barracking for Lockie Neal um, against <laughs> my side, as sometimes I think happens when I'm watching yep. watching a, a player play against us. Uh, but 100%, that's what I'll be doing. I think Jack, if Jack McRae doesn't fire, Lockie Neal most certainly will. Um, but I do like the risk of trips, as I alluded to. I don't have yep. him, so I, I can't do it. But uh, I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing some people try it out because I think I think there's some potential for a reward. But as you said, it is high risk with uh, his um, sort of historic form against the, the dogs. dogs yeah. But I don't know. Well, let's just say that you can live vicariously through those Crips owners. Yeah, and, please um... let me know if you do it. But don't blame <laughs> me if it goes badly because <laughs> I said that you should go with Jack McRae. Oh, but yeah, Crips only as a VC, but go with McRae first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If okay. you don't have McRae and you have Crips. Yeah. Yep, okay. That's that's an, that's an each way bit. You can, you can join me on the fence alongside me, Liam. <laughs> but now, Damon, who gots to know? I gots to know. <laughs> hey, I gots to know. Ah, oh, yes, very good. It is back, Liam. It is back. I think this is my favourite segment. Oh, They're all my favourite, but this is this is like, you know, it's like having kids. Not that I have any at the moment, not that I know of, but, you know, you, you do have a favourite secretly, and this is my, my favourite segment. And in I Got to Know, for those people tuning in for the first time, yes, we have lost our marbles, more so myself than, than, than you, Liam. I just not, lose not my, too bad yet. Not too bad not, yet. Not too bad yet. Well, it's, only, it's only round one, and I've already lost my marbles with I Got uh. to Know. Now, I... <laughs> I should have started low because then every every week I got to go up and up, and mm, yeah, you got to you got to you got to really <laughs> just on that. The only way is up there, Liam. <laughs> you've really got to start low because you've got to make it more wild as you go on. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't know where I'm going to go from there next week. I'll just fall out of my chair. You'd be like, yeah, you know that meme that that gif of uh, Vince McMahon in wrestling, how he's like falling off his chair. <laughs> That's going to be me in the second week. Uh, I like, it's going to be progressive like every week. So like second week, it'll be like how he's nodding. Like, yeah. And the third week will be like, like hot on the collar. And then (laughs) the fourth week will be like, and then the fifth week off my chair. And then the remainder, who knows? I'll just be recording the podcast on the floor. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Going off on tangents (laughs) in my own little fantasy land. Uh, In I Got Snow, for those people tuning in for the first time, we answer all of your burning questions. And the first one, Liam, I'll throw it your way. Get sent in from Matthew Peters on Facebook. And he asks, how important are correction trades? 
Are there any that should be seriously considered? Mm. I feel like we kind of have touched on this a little bit, but I'll, I'll go into a bit more detail. I think direct, sorry, I think corrective trades definitely have their place. Um, but I think they come for rookies and primos in different schools of thought. Um, I think for your primos, it's important to only trade out based on, you know, injury suspension, obviously, um, or I guess for a change in role or roles that might not be conducive to scoring. Um, I personally wouldn't be trading out anyone um, after this round. Um, as we mentioned, Steele, Ridley, Chris, Whitfield should all be given another chance. Uh, one match doesn't make a trend. Um, you did pick them for a reason, so stick with them. If they come up, you know, they come up badly again uh, next week, then I'd say maybe there's, you know, some reason to be looking to moving them. Um, but I'd definitely just be watching them um, a bit more closely this week to see see whether there's any issues that, that arise. Um, but in terms of rookies, uh, you want to make sure you've got the, the right rookies um, who will obviously bring you the cash. If you don't have the likes of Martin Hayes, uh, Rochelle, JHF, uh, Dacos, just to name a few, um, I'd be looking to bring them in, but I wouldn't do it this week. Um, except obviously if you're trading out a player who is injured or suspended, which we've already kind of covered, isn't really a big issue. Um, these guys won't change in price until after their third game. So bring them in ahead of that round three. Um, anything could happen before then, you know, COVID, uh, injuries, suspension, just a general loss of form um, could all happen. Um, so it's best to save those trades. There's nothing worse than a corrective trade that does go wrong. Bring them in in round one and then they're dropped by round two um, or after round two. So bringing in a player before their price change, um, it's just a big risk if you ask me. So at this stage, 100%, keep an eye on all those underperformed primos and watch all the rookies that you don't have. Um, and just wait to trade them um, in uh, until sort of that round, after round two, heading into round three, before their prices will change. But now, Damon, I've got a question for you. It's from Kyle Bullen, at Kyle Bullen 4 on Twitter. <clears throat> Are you doing any retooling after round one? If so, who is in and who is out? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll, uh, we'll both answer this with the same um, yeah. same answer here. So, yeah, nothing for me. I'm super happy with my structure overall. And, you know, like we've been mentioning ad nauseum and like you touched on there, you got to stick by your primos yep. after the first week and, and even even more, or not more so, but yeah, probably by extension into round two, but we'll cover up, cover off on that as well next week. But uh, this is the week where I'll be probably monitoring for any rookies that I missed mm. that look to be must-haves outside of, you know, the Rochelle, Hayes, Martin types who I already have. Um, I'm pretty happy um, in terms of those guys that I've got on the bench, there may be a, a rookie like Saliga, for example, mm -hmm. probably was the the least best performing of the lot, um, and who may be switched to another like a, like a Mead, for example. But I'll just wait and see how performances go this weekend and uh, just reassess from there. What about you? Yeah, same for me. Nothing really after round one would be needing to be retooled. Um, as outlined above, I'll watch the underperformers, but think on the most part, I've got most of the rookie selections. I'm happy with them. Um, as he said, I'll probably watch just for those, you know, those lower level ones, um, like a Hoff, how, who, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, Hoff, do we how, have, who? I don't know how to, how to pronounce That's his a name. It's a great hand. <laughs> Dr. Zeus, Hoff, how, who? Thinking of eggs. Reminds me of Sam, whose favorite dish is green eggs and ham. 
um, whatever, you know, I don't know how to pronounce his name, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but what uh, uh, he's probably the most concerning for me. I think Ward will come good. Um, he scored 47. He's probably the only one that's on the sort of the block for me. But I think yeah. as long as he keeps getting named, he'll sort of make decent enough cash if he continues on. So not too concerned at this stage. I'll throw the next one to you, Damon. It's from Reese Woosnam uh, on Facebook. Is it worth burning trades to improve bench rookies, e.g. Baldwin to Nick Martin or a Ruckman to Jack Hayes so that you get a bit more cash generation? Yeah, if you're targeting bringing in must-have rookies, I you know look at these as merely rookie corrective trades as opposed to you know you know burning a trade mm. per se. Yeah. Uh, burning a trade is probably more along the lines of trading at a genuine primo for another primo off the back of you know one bad game. Like if you want to do that this week, it'd be literally burning a trade because you've only got one game worth of exposed form to base it off. But in response to your question to to try and bring in the best performing cash cows. The short answer is yes, I would definitely do this. Uh, maybe hold off, as we've said, until next week so you can better decide who to cull off the back of two weeks of exposed form, yeah. such as, as we've said, Josh Ward. Um, you know, If you need to use three trades next week, at least this year compared to others, we have that trade boost you can activate in order, order to do so. So yeah, just hold off fire on the moment, but 100% aim to bring in uh, Nick Martin um, and Jack Hayes because... Um, I guess the other reason is as well, because like we mentioned with the underperforming primos, yes, they perform well in round one, but if they have an absolute shit game in round two, their average is going to balance out. And then with that rolling three game average, their, I guess, potential to make more money is going to be capped. So again, just have a look at that. But I guess weight of numbers is a lot of the competition are going to be trading these guys in or they already have them. So you'd want to be on the, um, on their sort of cash cow train. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly there. And uh, moving on to the next question, and it has been sent in by Quinton Quarantino. And uh, I do love that, uh, that username. And I know it isn't the real name of this person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's, uh, yes, at Quinton Quarren 17. And he asks, Archie Perkins outscored Berry, Rayner and McGovern. And this is directed at you, Liam. I hope you kept him in the side because... You are you are a big 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 advocate of uh, of your man Archie Perkins, and he also asks also watching Wits play. He looked amazing. If he goes 120 plus this week, how crazy is it to trade out Gorn for him? So I'll start off with the first part of that question, and unfortunately, <sighs> Archie Perkins, my man, didn't make the cut. I really really wanted him. You would have seen. Mm. Yep. We we sort of I brought him in, I screenshotted him, sent him actually Quentin Quarantino actually asked about him and said didn't I screenshot him and said that I had him in my side, but I needed to sort of rework to get all the rookies that I wanted in yeah. a little bit and he, he didn't make the cut and I'm really devastated about that. You might be able to just yes. this could this isn't the end though, Liam. Like you might be able to trade him in down the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I did with Walshy. Last year. I mean, I don't know whether Perkins is going to be worth it, but um, <laughs> don't don't eat your words. You see, you say say this now, and Look, I'll be I playing it back. I think he was a good he was a good option for sort of in that McGovern uh, Brody style pick. Yeah, I was going to say Caldwell, but he's a mid only. But yeah, yeah long sort of that sort of as that forward. Range. Yeah, that same price range. He'd, I would have loved to have started him. I just couldn't get him and. 
you know, all of the rookies that you really needed. Yeah, so it, it, it hurts me, but we have to move on. Yep. Um, onto the second part of that question about wits. I am, I'm actually a big fan of wits. I know he came off sort of a, a long-term, I think it was an ACL. Um, and I think that's probably scared off a few people. Um, but actually I didn't mind him. I mean, I'm not, I'm always for the set and forget rucks to be honest, but I wouldn't have minded a sort of a bit of a risk on wits. Um, seemed to be having, so sorry, he seemed to give uh, Nick Nat a bit of a bath on the weekend, had 28 hit outs, kicked a goal, 15 disposals. Um, but I guess you just got to be aware that that was against a depleted West Coast side. Um, the mids obviously having an issue. So Nat Nui, I mean, if you look at his stats, he was solid enough, but the midfield around him um, wasn't what he's used to, I guess. And that affects his abilities and his ability and Nat Nui's ability to score. Um, the, the midfield, obviously, for the Suns would have been able to shark his, um, his hit outs quite easily um, just with the bigger bodies. But if Witt goes 120 again this week against the Gorn Jackson double team, I think is worth a look, mm. but not mm. at the expense of Gorn or Grundy. Um, there you set and forget rucks. You keep them for a reason. Um, but I do like the look of wit. But mm. I'd want to see another, as we sort of said, it equally goes for players who have shown something in a, in a game. You want to also get them another game to see if they can continue on that form. Yeah, the more the more of a form line you have, the the, uh, the better it yeah. is to try and make a more informed decision. Most certainly. Don't trade them in off uh, one good game. <laughs> no, no. We've all made that mistake uh, in our super coach careers, yeah. but um, you live and learn. But yeah. uh, just on which as well, and, and just keep watch. The other thing with him is I know his ceiling is quite capped compared yeah. to the, the big dogs in Grundy, Gorn, uh, Darcy when he's on the park. So, yeah, see how he goes. I, I'm expecting him to punch out another 90 now, which just based on his historical form line. But if he does eclipse that, then who knows? He may be going to another level. But uh, moving on, uh, I've got another question here, uh, Liam, from Braden Joseph on Facebook. Yeah, he asks, uh, move McCartan to deaf, swing to Conning to forward, trade out to Conning to Martin, as I don't have him. So basically he's just asking whether he should trade to Conning to Martin. Yeah, that, that I think is definitely along the lines of, you know, the, the sort of corrective rookie trades that people should be considering. Um, aside from the fact that DeConning did sustain a concussion and he you was know, very much in doubt for the weekend, his role as a lockdown defender isn't really conducive to scoring compared to, you know, the now rising star nominee uh, must have cash cow that is Martin. So uh, Martin's shown that he can score. Um, he, can, he can get the ball at will. Got on a string on the weekend, kicked a few, few snags. Um, so yeah, his scoring ability is, you know, far and above that of DeConning. Um, so yeah, it just speaks for itself there. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly there. I think that's the only trade that I would see making sense this round, but even that I'd probably still, if you've got the cover, I'd hold off. Yep. I don't know. I just feel yuck <laughs> trading yeah. out a player before their bubble, just in case, cause you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And if Martin gets injured, knock on wood. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's something like that. You don't know what's going to happen. Now that wraps up. I've got to know, David. Very good. <laughs> so you started here. That's good. Now you can keep building. Yeah. I, I've got, I, I didn't go too wild. <laughs> by, by, the, by the end of the season, I'll be on the floor, but uh, uh, enjoy but, him on the floor. Yeah. Yes. 
anyway, <laughs> back on track, Damon. Uh, there's other other ways that the good folk of the Supercoach Edge community can get their their questions answered by your good self and 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 me. Yes, that's right, Liam. Our listeners can get access to our exclusive Discord channel where they can take part in the thriving group of hardcore fans. There's plenty of banter, great ideas, and questions being asked every day. Yes. All of this is available through our Patreon membership, which you can get access to for as little as $5 a month or at the cost of a one coffee, as we like to say. If you're keen for more, you can get just that in our higher tiers as well, where you uh, can also get access to another exclusive option, uh, our exclusive fortnightly live stream chats with both Damon and I, where we'll answer any questions, uh, including some more, you know, team-specific conundrums. Mm. So you can get Discord access for just $5 a month uh, or Discord and live stream access for just $10 a month. And you can find out more about signing up to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash supercoachedge. Yes, and uh, before we finish up, Liam, just wanted to shout out the top scorer in our Supercoach Edge group, which was Jacob with his team Cheers which finished round one in a top spot. Cheers. That's 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 good. It's like um, when the weight of the world has got, got you down. down. Oh, no, that's the, Simps- that's the Simpsons parody of Cheers. <laughs> a dead-end job and problems with the wife. But don't throw in the towel because there's a place right down the block where you can drink your misery away. Oh, yes, very good. But uh, great effort, great effort, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to enter the uh, Supercoach Edge group, the code is 142059, and you get to take on Damon, myself, and you know plenty of other Supercoach Edge fans. Yes, and uh, I just looked down at uh, my watch, and literally, this is without fail. We, we speak the truth here, Liam, but you'll be able to see. Oh, you won't be able to see that, but the Discord is actually going off. I'm getting a notification on my watch. Yes. So um, if you wanted to have a chat to us anytime, 9.30, 3pm at the moment as we're recording <laughs> this, send it through. We're always here for a chat, for a bit of a bit of a bit of banter. Yes, Get in now, for a gander. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> now, Liam, I don't know why it's always at this point of the show, we always end up just losing our collective yes. minds. Uh, I think it's that, that hamster wheel that we're on. It's just running, running slower and slower. <laughs> Uh, it's it's like uh, in The Simpsons where <laughs> where Smithers is on like the the two man bicycle, yeah, and he's doing all the work, and I think you're doing all the work, and I've just got my my feet up like Montgomery Burns, and he you got stung by a bee, and like you're just just trying to ride and pedal whilst I've just got my legs up and I've just lost my mind. But um, let's let's move on to the league rankings. Yes, and, let's do um, that. What's it look like at the moment, Liam? <laughs> yep. So uh, this is our Supercoach Edge Crown League uh, for the Tier 3 subscribers. The winners from this round are Brett with his team, the Sharpshooters, Damon with his team, DJ Trade-A-Lot, myself with my team, uh, Church of Parish, uh, Peter with his team, Tankman77, and Bruce with his team, Shuian. 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 I reckon out of those, I reckon your team name is Eclipse Mine. The DJ trade a lot. You're, you're uh, the Church of Parish. That's, a, that's a great name. I feel like I need to have him on my side to have him, his name in my yeah, team. But, namesake, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like but the, we'll uh, like see. Maybe he'll get there later, later this year. Yeah. But a uh, great effort to come away with the W to all those folk, including uh, your fine self and, and, and yeah, you too. Yep. Nice yep. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put ourselves on the back. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, great effort. And um, I look forward to more battles across the season, of course, and especially mm. with uh, your fine self, Liam. But uh, that brings us to the end of the show. But uh, before we go, where can our listeners find us across our social channels? Yes. Uh, if you want to, you know, watch us on YouTube and get the full visual effect of our, uh, yeah. of our podcast in, in vodcast form, uh, you can search Supercoach Edge and just don't forget to like and subscribe. So you, you know, first know about when the content comes back out on Twitter, you can search at Supercoach underscore edge and you'll get all the latest updates and news um, on our Twitter. You'll find Damon at at Damon J88 and myself at at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook and Insta, just search Supercoach Edge and you will find us there. Jump across there and, and check us out and give us a um, subscribe there and um, follow along for all of our content across all of those social channels. But um, Liam, let's look ahead to round two and uh, we'll be back next week and uh, hopefully dish up uh, a few more juicy options for rookies, um, assess options when it comes to primos. Should we keep them? Should we punt them? And um, discuss it all then. Hopefully it's just simple and it's just keep all the all the plays you've got there's no issues no yeah, don't try don't try it at all but um well thanks for tuning in and um we'll catch you next week see you guys